Hey, no competition. Hey, no competition. What's up, everybody? You know what I'm saying? It's your boy, Big T. You know, founder and creator of No Competitions, No Competitors. And you are tuned into the No Comp Podcast, the Sports and Health Wellness Podcast, whichever one you want to go first. It doesn't matter. Uh, we got some things we're going to be talking about tonight, a little bit more about the free agency, a little bit about the CBA. Uh, but tonight I have two guests tonight, you know, we, we upgrading up in here, you know what I'm saying? You know, we got a lot of people want to talk about a lot of sports and we talk about sports around here. So we got a lot of people that want to get on. So we're going to try to get them going on them. no comp thing. Try to get some people heard out here. You know, we got a lot of people want to be heard. My first person I'm introduced, long time Detroit fan, you know, local person himself. Go uh go ahead and introduce yourself. All right, my name is Adrian Adrian Perry. I'm guessing for however long you probably knew me is probably what you would call me, Adrian or Bug, and that's for just people who know me from way years back. Okay, okay, we got a return guest uh who was on here a previous episode uh when we were discussing Tampa Bay and the whole Tom Brady situation. Go ahead and introduce yourself. You didn't know. Well, now you know it's your boy, Big Scope. We on this thing again. Okay. And with my two guests, uh, just a a quick thoughts on what y'all, on the quick topics we're going to be talking about tonight. We're going to be discussing some more, a little bit more free agency. We're going to discuss CBA, just a little bit more news about the CBA. and also, you know, we got our uh, health wellness at the end of it, so we're going to be discussing a little bit more of that. Uh, but just to be specific, we're going to go ahead and jump into the first topic, which is some of the moves the Texans made. But above all, I want to know what you guys' thoughts on the coach being the head coach and the GM. Do you think they give the head coach too much power on a team? Okay. First, I'd like to say, like, um, that seemed to never work for anyone who has ever tried that. It never works and never really works for a, a long amount of time. I think the last person to really put it off was really successfully was like what Jimmy Johnson, you would say, what he did with the Cowboys. But even that got to a point where Jerry and him couldn't get along and one of them had to go. And of course, it was going to be Jimmy. But I don't know how I have a problem with some of the deals he's made. I just feel like DeAndre Hopkins is a good receiver. And whether you wanted him on the team or not, you just got to get the value for him. Any thoughts you on that big scale? I think it's it's a no for me. There's no way in Alphonica. There's no way you could do that, be the GM, be the head coach. <clears throat> And, you know what I'm saying, it, it, it'll be hard to be the GM and make all these business decisions, who going to sign, who we going to cut, who we going to draft, and then go out there and be the coach. You know what I'm saying? Do you think you give them too much power on a team so far? as That's why I don't like it. I say it gives them too much power because just think about the, the situation with Hopkins, letting go of Hopkins. Right. That's the biggest thing I got an issue with. If, if them two had an issue and then if – you already got an issue with somebody, and it's about time for him to get paid. You know what I'm saying? You already got one reason to let let that person go, and it's obvious no matter the talent, because you you let uh, let go some some great talent. I don't know if it was a power trip, or I'm not sure what it was on that end, but I feel like that's the reason why I don't like him being the GM. Also, uh, you know, a lot of people see him like being the head coaches a lot, so. If that's the case, plus your team just got blew out dang that in the playoff. Had the lead over there, rocking on the sideline, everybody partying. Then just let go of that big lead to Kansas City, who went on to win the Super Bowl. So, Thinking uh, back off what Adrian said, how do you trade DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson, who hadn't been productive in two years? You know, one thing we can say about Hop is that he going to show up. David Johnson, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Well, the Cardinals also received uh, a 2022 second round and a fourth round pick for that. But I don't see 
what the Texans got for losing Hopkins, really. Neither. You got to think. You think about what Buffalo Bills did when they got Stephon Diggs. The Minnesota Vikings got a first-round pick, and ain't no way Stephon Diggs better than DeAndre Hopkins. And they got a first for Diggs, so you know you probably could have got a first and a fifth for Hopkins. Well, that's well, that's a reason I, I feel like he just got too much power. Uh, Adrian, you want to discuss some of the other trades? Because uh, another big trade that I had an issue with was the clowning trade. I mean, I don't know what it is about keeping J.J. Watt on the Texans, but that's just something that's, that's, that's just blowing my mind. It, although I, I see why a lot of people have an issue with clowning due to the fact that he's still sitting out here right now because a lot of people have an issue with the breaks that he take during the game or if he giving his best effort every play. So, you know, that's the biggest issues for a lot of people uh, right now. At least that's what they claim, and that's, that seems to be the issue. But uh, so far as some of the trades they made, what, what do you think going on? I mean, I think one of the biggest problem is the owner, I think he recently passed, if I'm not mistaken. The, so the team is getting run by his wife now, I'm thinking. And she uh he left the team to her. She really probably don't know what to do or what decisions to make. And so she just put it all on Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. I mean, I'm assuming he probably thinking like, okay, I can do this. That means cuz every coach want to pick his players, but he feel like of, he wants to But getting to rid do. of DeAndre Hopkins for what though? You get you got Randall Cobb for. Three I'm not years. saying he's doing it successfully. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that's what he's doing. I mean, I'm thinking the wife is just like you run the team. Long as the money coming in, and the fans showing up, that's pretty much what she's concerned with. I don't think she's going into details with who's signing and how much money and this and that. I'm thinking that's all on him. And from what you see. You're getting the team in the playoffs. They're winning one playoff game. And you got to say, even the teams they lost to, you would say that them teams were better than them. I would think so. That's true. I That's never true. thought in that Kansas City game, I never thought going into that game that they were going to win. And them being up 24 nothing, I was like, I'm still not convinced that y'all for them. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean... The pressure, like just like I'm saying, the JJ White issue. The pressure, the pressure towards the in that second half became crazy. Uh, Big school. The Randall Cobb, like I was mentioning. What do you think about the Randall Cobb trade? Did did you get equal value for that? Because they gave Randall Cobb a three three year deal. Now he got three years. No, you ain't getting nothing. You got a old older Randall Cobbs, who I feel like. The only way he's going to shine if he got two good receivers on the outside and he can work the slot. But if he, let's say, is full of the number one receiver and Cobb's the number two, then that's just not going to work. Cobb's at best is a good slot receiver right now. Uh, the reason I have an issue with Cobb, because like you were just saying, Fuller, who's had an issue with being healthy consistently, uh, I don't think he's going to be too much of uh, a threat to take no too, that much pressure away from Cobb for him to just be on some one-on-ones. I feel like right now we're getting rid of Hopkins. Now you're really pretty much done limiting them to who they can get the ball around to the field to. It pretty, it ain't much. Fuller is a, it's supposedly supposed to be a deep threat. One trick pony. But he still ain't got the height for that. You know what I'm saying? You ain't. Your first thoughts to throw him the ball into, you know what I'm saying, let me get this ball up in the air, and he can just jump over any corner. I feel like he can go up. And, and nowadays, corners are taller. Right. And he's a deep threat, but he's a body catcher, you know. So you you throw him a deep ball, he got to run up under it, catch it with his body. He ain't going to catch it with his hands. I don't see how you could consider Fuller to be a number one receiver. What has he done to prove it? I'm not sure at the moment either because you had Hopkins, who was clearly the number one receiver. <laughs> I mean, who who you clearly your bailout receiver? You know you you ain't have a good throw. You toss it up. All the quarterbacks that don't went through there in the time Hopkins been there. That's who that's who's been the bailout guy for him. He, he's still making dang now almost a thousand yards with all these different quarterbacks who who keep going to different teams. But now he find, I finally got a quarterback, but then without getting a chance to actually settle in with that quarterback, he's not. I don't think. 
don't think that was a good movie. I like Asian. to play devil's advocate on the Hopkins just for a minute. I'm feeling like when Will Fuller was in that offense, they were different. They were explosive. And when he wasn't, and Hopkins was there, it just seemed like something was missing. Now, I said Hopkins is outstanding. He got that catch range. But, I mean, I don't think he stretched the field. I just think he got the range to just catch anything. But I don't think he getting the separation from DBs like that. Well, and plus, he was only on head one more year. Amari Cooper just got paid. Michael Thomas just got paid. He was going one hundred mil. He was not finna take less. He already felt like he was underpaid. Julio just got his money. They just, I think, they just re up on his contract. So they just already knew. I mean, they already done gave away so many assets. Who, you, who else? You got on the big contract for for the Texans, though. I'm just thinking about they got to keep that cap room to sign their draft picks. They know Watson contract coming up. There's no way that he's going to take less than Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, or even whatever Dak going to end up getting. So you think they got to? We got to keep the money to pay him. We got to keep the money to get Lermy Tunsil. Even if we don't feel like he's the guy, we traded two first-round draft picks for him. So we have to sign him. Otherwise, we just gave two first-round draft picks for a year of having a left tackle. All right, well, let me ask you this question since you said it. Do you feel that they are closer to a Super Bowl with that move? No. <laughs> this, 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 this was the question I asked the scope. Do you feel like they got that, that the call... Was a trade of equal value? No, not at all. <laughs> that was the main question for that. I'm saying so, I can see what he is thinking. You know what I'm saying? I can see. I'm just not agreeing with the decisions that you're making afterwards. Like, okay, you want to get rid of DeAndre Hopkins? I'm sure if you shop him well enough, someone will give you a first round for him, and you won't have to take a running back with a big contract back. What imagine this then? The person they actually traded for him and the receiver they picked up for him. Do you think Randall Cobb and David Johnson was it did they get an equal trade of value with them? With both of them? No. <laughs> That's what I ask. I don't think I don't think that they, they, they panned out too well. No. What they received. That's what I'm saying. That was the issue for that one. Uh but I guess they are right with the decision they made. I'm just feeling like that league year it comes up so fast when everybody feel like we good, we good. Now all of a sudden it's March. We gotta make a decision on player. Contract bonuses, stuff is coming up right now. Other teams know. You you're gonna have to either give them his money or you're gonna have to release them. So why am I finna trade with you or give you anything? I can just wait on them. So maybe that's all that they can get. Maybe that was all that was out there. The same thing with Cam with the Panthers and it's like why are we going to trade you for something? We know you don't want them. We're just going to wait for you to release them. You're going to have to. And then we can get them for nothing and pay them whatever we want to pay them. That's true. That's true. Uh, let's go. Anything else on this subject before we go ahead and move on to the next one? All right. Uh, well, the next subject at hand is <clears throat> not a team, but a certain person who was the number one running back, Russia. Running back and Russia. In the league, not too long ago, really not too long ago, and it is Todd Gurley. Two years ago, and it is Todd Gurley. Uh, I just wanted to discuss Todd for a minute, uh, and I wanted to say this for a second. All right, anybody that know me, you know, what I'm saying, knew I used to know I ripped the Falcons. I used to rip the Falcons. You know, what I'm saying, been Still a league fan two and a half years now. Moving on, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people that know me probably don't think I moved on, but I've moved on. Cap. I moved all on, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I don't see a lot of I don't see a lot of moves see, they made. You took your son down, so maybe you really have moved on. Yeah, I, I moved on. I don't know. I need to check do in you the not, other room. Do you not see the Falcon tile on the door? Oh, no, never mind. No, no tile. They're somewhat deep in his heart. Yeah. Uh, no, no. I've been moved on. So, uh, but... One issue I did have with the Todd Gurley thing was I just wanted to throw this stat out here. Is the is the Rams and the Falcons in some type of agreement that when the Rams get a washed up old running back, the Falcons 
gonna take them off their hands. I just want to mention that because the, the Todd Gurley, the Steven Jackson. I just, I, uh, Skell, do you think they got some inside trade thing? Because they, because it was said that the the Falcons was even talking about trading for Todd Gurley when they was considering trading him, but they was like they might as well wait it out because they heard that they was gonna release him anyway. So they said, hey, we might as well just wait it out and then wait wait till that Thursday because if they wouldn't have waited. The Rams would have had to pay them uh, ten million dollars, but so because they they went out here and released them before that, they only gave them uh, seven point five million that they that he got from that. Uh, so they saved them some money because uh, they showed me that they they've been cleaning a lot of folks up off that sideline for the Rams, and we already probably knew that was gonna happen. Uh, we already knew it was Super Bowl or bust for them with all the contracts they had. Yes, sir. But uh, he did manage to get seven point five from the Rams before he left. So the so the Falcons only gave him a one year sixty mil. Uh, but I'm not sure what the why the Falcons was interested. Well, I'm gonna say this: she was kind of disrespectful for calling Ty Gurley washed up. You know what I'm saying? I don't think he washed. He do got bad knees, and I also don't think him and the the Falcons in the uh who we talking about the uh Falcons in the Rams. can't even think of them they're so sorry the Rams you know what I'm saying I don't think they ain't got like trades going on I just think Ty Gurley he's a Georgia boy he just wanted to go on I understand but on the, for the Falcons was that a smart move to them because you know he the sad part is he have to be the premier back but because only thing they got left is Eno Smith and they ain't got too many people left. Right. So Eno Smith, Brian Hill. Right. And so, both of them and remember last year with uh Freeman, both of them got hurt. Right. So they was down to like they fourth string running back at one game. Right. And my thing is who else you had out there to get? You got Melvin Gordon go to the Broncos. What other really big running back was on the market? Well, to be honest, you know what I'm saying, I think the Falcons should have went on ahead and cut ties with Freeman last year and re-signed Coleman rather than letting him go to San Francisco. I, I, I know, I mean, I understand Coleman did have a lot of injuries, but did Freeman not just show you, you know what I'm saying, back to back after he signed a big contract, what, what injuries look like on a consistent basis? But so far as the the girly thing, I wouldn't. I, I mean, if I did say washed up, I mean, so far, yeah. I mean, I do mean that as a power back. Now, if he can, if he can change up his game, maybe lose some weight or something like that, and, and change it up, I think maybe you know what I'm saying. He can, he can, you know, keep it going. But outside of that, if he's gonna continue to try to be that heavy back, uh, more than two hundred and forty carries a year. That ain't gonna be talking. <laughs> but what are your thoughts on that? I would say most of them running backs, after they hit that threshold, when they get that one season, when they have all those carries, when they go back to DeMarco Murray, Larry Johnson, Priest Holmes, all those running backs have that year when they getting almost 300 carries, and it's never the same. I think the fault goes on the team for even giving them the contract. The Rams should have never signed him. They should have. They already had him still under his rookie contract. There was no need to just up and give him a whole bunch of money, let it run out, and then go to the SEC get another one. You know, I mean, you can get a running back every year. So you said Alabama Auburn got three and four deep. Hold on. So you saying that the running back pool is just that rich in, in, in college that you just go pick up? Pick up another Tiger if you didn't. I'm thinking, yes, so it's just about I am. the Tiger in college football. I'm thinking, yeah. Every once in a while, it'll come a Saquon Barkley, uh, um, Todd Gurley, Zeke Elliott, a special running back. You take him in the first round. You give him his money the first round. You ride him, and then after that. You don't resign them, but you, you assuming, let them go. But you assuming that you guaranteed to be in a position to go ahead and get this person in the first round. I mean, it's always a stood running back. You can 
You, it's not around where a stud running back has not been found in the draft. I disagree that there's a Todd Gurley, a dime a dozen. Nick Chubb. Tell me Nick Chubb ain't a top ten running back in the I mean, we talking right about now. now if you if we now we're gonna be talking about college football on a different segment because we're gonna talk about Georgia running backs. And of late. And who got did the Patriots take in the first round? The other Georgia running back. And Nick Chubb with the injuries fell to the second round. Well, we're gonna discuss Georgia running backs on college football on another day. But we just discussing Ty Gurley right now and I mean, Big Sco, what you see him doing with Atlanta right now? Because, like I mentioned, he only got two other people who aren't consistent themselves backing him up. And they and listen, and they're significantly smaller than Edo Smith and Brian Hill, both around the same height. And they both around 5'8-ish. So, that's two smaller backs behind you. You're the big back, so you will have to be the premier back. Yeah, he's going to have to be the bell cow, but he can't be the bell cow, which is I don't see how they're going to work that out. But I'm thinking if you give Ty Gurley about a buck 50 to a buck 80 carries a year, maybe he can do that and have Edo Smith and Brian Hill come in, maybe run some screens, quick draws, something like that. But there's no way you finna give him 250 carries. That's that's why I mentioned the fact that I believe if he can slim up a little bit and, and expand the way he play, I don't think that's the style. Though. I understand that the style, but people people can change their they play style. Right? People can change. Uh, look, the the person I always like to mention is Le'Veon Bell. How he came from college when he was two forty five, and before he touched the NFL, lost all that work, worked on skill, his foot his footwork. And came in the league looking light on his feet. Right. Coming through. I mean, he was looking good. And so what round think, was Le'Veon Bell dressing hey, in? Le'Veon Bell, I'm just talking about the, the change he made coming into the league, though. I'm saying I, I, I feel like Gurley could make that. make that if, if he could change it up like that, then he could be that back to that every down back. Because then he wouldn't be taking that punishment. But the knees. The game, man. I think his knees. It's, it's just his, one cut downhill. He don't. He don't have his. I remember that year when he didn't he win Offensive Player of the Year. Or mm-hmm. he was right. I mean, he was just so explosive, man. He was hitting it, hitting that hole, and he was gone. And it's just not that. Part of that is Sean McVay's offense. I think they've been figured out. I think the Patriots laid down some kind of groundwork I think with that was, offense. To be honest with, you, I think it was Todd Gurley. Just think about when he was running and he was the best he could be, the offense was, was moving. Because you weren't asking your quarterback to be as much. Just like Tannehill, just like Tannehill in, in yeah. his situation Gary, in Gary. that last playoff. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, he was. Wasn't, he, it didn't have to be on his shoulders to make a lot of plays. So, you know, he can make a throw here and there. He ain't really pressured to have to win a game with his arm because you, you hand the ball off the majority of the time, killing the clock. You know what I'm saying? You got a whole game plan working. I understand that he did some McShake McVay came in and did some creative things as far as the middle of the field getting the ball into the middle of the field. But then again that all comp- just complimented the run. It but you gotta the, think the main offense. Jeff Fisher was that coach before and Todd Gurley was on those teams and he was getting those three hundred carries. Running it straight into the line, five yards a pop, hoping well, like that he break one and well, that like was the entire offense. The Rams always been that that we want to run the ball. Yeah, and, and he was, I would say, almost the best running back. He's just not the best running back no more. He can still be a good running back. He's just not the best. So he can't carry an offense, but he can still contribute to one. All right, what do you see? What do you think his stats looking like this year? I'm thinking the Falcons, the way they run the ball, I mean, the way they throw the ball around. I think they'd like to get them more involved in the screens. Just get him the ball on the outside. Let somebody else come in there and just pound it. Let him be a finesse back. How many yards you give him this upcoming season? I have to say over eight, 800, maybe 400 receiving. That's it? Yeah. Woo! I'm not expecting much. I think he's that's good for him. I mean, they only paying him five. What's, what do you think he's looking like this year? I think he break the G bar. I think he go over a thousand. Ooh. Okay, Asian only give eight hundred. Thank you. Because you think 
you need what sixty two yards a game to get over a thousand. He can give you sixty two a game. Now. I think he can go over a thousand. He ain't about to lead the league in rushing. He can go over a thousand, maybe seven, eight touchdowns. Probably have like three, four hundred yards receiving. Now, I would like to mention the fact that the Rams' offensive line may have been just a little bit, a little bit blocking on the outside than than the Atlanta Falcons is on the outside. I tell you. Cause they was they used to be good with the long uh drawn out runs with Freeman, but then as the years went on, they started it started looking worse and worse. So far as protecting the edge to run them plays out like that. Right. And they bring in some new offensive linemen and they still got that maniac on the outside of Julio Jones. So if you wanna load the box to stop Gurley and play Julio Jones one on one, good luck. I got you, I got you. Yes. But uh now, I just want to get another quick comment about from both of you. Now, I said, I asked you about his stat, what you think he'll be looking like this year. Now, he only on the one-year deal. So, if you do good this year, what do you think his future potential will be so far as? If he do good this year and it's looking like he can still do his thing so far as not having to carry it a lot but still being productive on a team, do you see him getting a, a a bigger contract after this year? It might be a bigger contract, but I don't think it'll be a long contract. Maybe like a two-year deal. You don't want a Devontae Freeman that situation again. And do you think the Falcons going to consider doing the, the, uh, Freeman again in that situation? Knowing the Atlanta Falcons, they probably would. But you don't want to make that mistake. You know what I'm saying? I've been watching Atlanta, Tampa Bay, that division a long time, and yeah, you don't want to keep doing that because my buck's on the rise. Okay. Uh, Adrian, well, he on a one-year deal. What do you think if he does well? But you only gave 800 yards. I'm thinking. Passing, so. I'm thinking. I have to think about how the Falcons, how I feel about them as a whole. And I just feel like for whatever reason, after that Super Bowl, it, 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 that, was, that was it for that Dan Quinn regime. You gotta and consider the needs for Gurley too. I'm trying to think that you know, Dan Quinn. Going, I'm thinking the Panthers. They seem like I, I have no clue what's going on there. I don't know what they're doing. Well, I'm talking about the. Uh, I'm thinking the Buccaneers will be better. I'm thinking the Saints are still going to be good, so they're not going to make the playoffs. Which I think that's the only thing that can save Dan Quinn's job. I'm thinking he's gone after this year. Todd Gurley just a running back. Somebody might take a flyer on. I'm thinking those days of contract, multiple years time. and money and that's over with. I'm thinking it's going to be year to what year. What about multiple years with a reasonable contract if you agree to that? I just don't see it. I don't see it. Is it the multiple years far? Unless he has. I think he would have to just be outstanding this year. And I just don't see no way of that happening. AP got a two-year deal in Washington. Yeah, but uh, Who knows what was going AP on in there? proves to be a, a different type of running back. Really? Yeah. AP forty nine. You gotta, you gotta think about the time girl even want to do that. Well, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, like I said, I'm a young man. I mean, he got his money. Maybe he don't want to even put his body through that. Yeah, well, like I was saying, as the years go on, the knees will only continue to get worse. Uh, all right, and we're gonna be we're gonna wrap up that one since we went ahead. I want to go. That would be the last question on the tired girl situation. Now, for the next situation, will be about a team, another team. This is more uh. Uh, the state of a team, uh, and we're gonna be discussing the Detroit Lions. Finally. Adrian Perry, who's been a long time Lions fan, long time uh, hurt. One of the teams we want to discuss tonight was the, the Lions and some of the, the moves they made so far as free agency and their potential. And Matt Patricia, who Adrian seems to have a big issue with, but we're gonna but, has, but who's but who has a contract through twenty twenty. With the Lions. So, Asia. Just being a Detroit Lions fan has been so difficult and just, oh, I, I can only just, just tell How did you become a Lions fan? I became a Lions fan younger, watching Barry Sanders. He was my favorite player. I love Barry Sanders. He is the best running back in NFL history. I don't care what anyone says that's just how I feel about it and just this Matt Patricia 
New England Patriot way, it, it does not work. It works nowhere. It has never worked. Any assistant who has left Detroit, left New England and done anything, a whole lot. Charlie Weiss, Romeo Cornell, um, the officer coordinator, he went to Denver, nothing, right back to New England. It goes for even the players. Jamie Collins left and went right back to New England after he got his money in Cleveland. It does not work. You can, it's nothing wrong with being your own man and, and having your own views on what you want to do instead of just copying another man. Do you think it's a matter of time, maybe giving Patricia some more time? No. Jim Caldwell made the playoffs two years, went nine and seven his last year. And after he was fired, it was not nine and seven, not good enough. Well, he ain't been nine and seven, not one year. And I think you add up his wins, what he's, he might be nine and whatever. And it's just the fact the team went from bad and got worse. There's no progress. There's nothing you can point to and say, that's what we finna build on. And 9-22-1. 9 22 and Remember 1. Remember, I had that, that draw. Terrible. I knew the season was over. It ha- After that happened, I said, okay, season over. I mean, but you got to go in depth, though. So you just think he's just coaching bad? Or, I mean, you think just all the parts y'all got within the team is the issue of he can't coach the, the, all the different parts you've done put together? Or I you honestly, think his plan just not going to work? I don't know what's going on. All I know is that defense, in when he was the defensive coordinator in New England, that defense was terrible. Nick Foles lit him up. After he left, they held the Rams to three points. And then that's when the defense won his historic run this year. This defense has not even been good. Yeah, he had the offseason one to get rid of, big play slay, trade Quade. Uh, digs to Seattle. You brought in Trey Flowers. Now you got Jamie Collins. You brought Danny Shelton. You're bringing all these expatriates. Yeah, Chase Daniels, they quarterback. Chase, oh, don't you even got Jerome Hurry signed for one year. Don't even get me started on the Chase. Why? Why even sign Chase Daniel? Rizzy Raglan. If Chase Daniel is playing, your season is over. <laughs> that is it. If Chase Daniel has to come in the game and start. Okay, the season over with. What has he done <laughs> to keep getting paid? Chase Daniel, you might what well, we could have just got Cam Newton. He could have came and backed up Matt Stafford. Y'all released Slay, but you picked up Trufant. What you think about? Well, we that. traded Slay to the Eagles, and I just got this, and it just scares me to death <laughs> that he's gonna be on a good team. Making plays while we just, I'm just sitting here looking like okay, while we losing, it's crazy. I mean, y'all must have felt like Jamie Collins is gonna be a player. You off, you gave him a three year deal, thirty like, mil. That's a Matt Patricia special. Eighteen mil guaranteed. I remember Jamie Collins. Yeah, he was on that defense when I was in New England. Let's bring him over here. We don't have the DBs that New England had. You can always say New England had good DBs to allow a defensive line to pressure a quarterback. Well, I remember y'all defense some of the games. I remember y'all defense playing some decent games. I remember y'all offense struggling a lot. Yeah, after Stafford with the back injury, that that was it. Uh, well, I just big scope. You you think maybe Adrian's being too harsh on Matt Patricia, or you think it's a matter of time? Maybe give him some more time, let him, let him figure things out a little bit more. I tell you, ain't need get to. get some more of his because you gotta think about it. that first year is not really your team. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That second year, which he just had, that's more of your team. The worst and your, your plan and stuff like that. But ne- but you know, that third year maybe it'll be. Going how he how he wanted to go, getting the situation rolling how he wanted to from the jump, 
and then he had more of his his people in there. How he wanted to do it. Uh, see some of these key people he putting in there might be the people he know can run what he need to run. I tell you what, you look at Jeremy Collins, right? He went he went from New England to Cleveland. Did absolutely nothing in Cleveland. Went back to New England, looked like a player. So now Matt Patricia bringing him to Detroit. I don't think he's gonna do great in Detroit, and I also think Matt Patricia need to take that pencil from behind his ear. Go sit behind a real coach, learn how to coach some damn football. But that's that stuff he's doing out there is terrible. Well, they might consider him a player's coach. You can't say that because you look at the uh, situation with Slate. You know what I'm saying? You just straight disrespected him as a man. Well, you they might. They might try to, but you know how they might try to look at that situation and say it was a situation where somebody getting traded and he might just it just backlash from that. I don't think so, though, because when you, you watched that interview with Slay, he was like, it's a lot of players, you know, who feel the same way he feel, but he ain't going to say their names because they still on the team. You can't come from New England and go to Detroit and thank you Bill Belichick. No, you still Matt Patricia, man. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I mean... N- Assistant coaches don't have win-loss records. We're not keeping up with defensive coordinator in another place. Like, everything you did in New England, that's Bill Belichick. You get no credit for that. You did your job. It's, it's counting now. This is your win-loss record. 9-22 and 22 and 1. I mean, his deal goes through 2022. So, I mean... I don't think that the team, although you have some issues with it, I don't think the team is ready to just up and ship them out yet. So I'm thinking they still giving them a chance to get it together. So this is what I wanted to ask. Uh, what do you think needs to be done that can probably help it out? i tell you the first thing I think they need to do is get rid of Matt Patricia and go find Jim Clodwell and tell him we're sorry. We messed up. We need you back. You know what I'm saying? I feel like Detroit ain't did nothing. And you look at the free agency. What did they do to make that team better? You know what I'm saying? Uh, That's what I'm saying. And so you think you got the number three pick in the draft. Let's say you go Jeff Akuda. You know, like they project him to go. So now you got Akuda and True Font. True Font ain't really been a quote unquote shut down corner in some years, man. Well, you got the number. You got the number three pick this year. So, Adrian, what do you think needs to be done? I need, even though they might not get rid of Matt Fisher. What do you think he needs to do? I'm hoping he gets Isaiah Simmons. I'm hoping he draft him as a player that can play all over the field because that was the problem everywhere. We might need him to play safety. We might need him to come down and play linebacker. We might need him to – we might we need a lot of things. And having a – they might be the best player on defense his rookie year. All right, but besides a draft pick, what are some things you think he needs to add to his plan so far as – how he wants to win in the season. I have no clue what else he can do. He, I'm guessing he's bringing in the players he wants to bring in or he feels like he needs for his system. He's getting rid of the players that was an issue with him. So now there's no more issues, no more, nobody else who's bothering you. You're getting everybody you want. You wanted Trey Flowers, they got him. You wanted Jamie Collins, they got him. You wanted Danny Shelton, we went and got him. Want it rid of, you want to get rid of big play slate? He's gone. No, okay, now it's time. To, what are we finna do? It's time to win now. Okay, okay. Uh, so, with him being the coach and some of the moves y'all made so far, what do you see out this year? This upcoming season, what's your record? You being a Lions fan. Me? Being hopeful. Hopeful. If you're going to be, you know, now – I'm saying hopeful, but I want you to be realistic. Realistic. Well, based on the last years of my life, I would say maybe I would eight and eight, nine and seven, 
That's that's good. That I would bring him on. I'd be like, okay, keep him if he could get to nine and seven. I would say, okay, I see something now. Nine and seven, I can work with that. So nine and seven, you you buying? I'm in nine and seven. And you know how terrible that sounds. <laughs> I'm not talking about playoff wins. I'm talking about get to nine and seven. I want to win more than we lose. That's it. So, so I'm saying, even though you don't like them, you still being acceptable. Cause nine and seven, like you said, that's that's still uh. Well, you think you you fired Caldwell at nine and seven? I don't think nine and seven acceptable. Well, I think that's what ten I'm and saying. six are better. You Caldwell did have you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> I'm just talking about, you got to talk to me as I'm a Detroit Lions fan. Like, 9 and 7, maybe you start out 6 and 2 or something like that. Just, I mean, I don't know. I'm thinking Minnesota, they're going to have to take a step back. I don't see it with Kirk Cousins. Green Bay, maybe. Chicago, I don't see it. So, I'm thinking this is the time. We should have an easy schedule. From, fin- from finishing last. We got a last place schedule. So we play all the other last place teams. So nine and seven. Maybe you get lucky and get a ten and six. Okay, nine and seven. Big score. Wait, where you got? Three and thirteen. Three and thirteen. We don't know who's gonna be the quarterback. I don't know who running the ball. Okay. I know you got Galladay and uh, T.J. Jones or the Marvin Jones. Marvin, One of them, Jones, Marvin, Marvin Jones. Jones. You got those two receivers. And then on defense, you got number 40, Davis. You got number 40, Davis. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got nothing else on defense. And you still got Matt Well, they did pick up your like, You, you like still ain't got team. nobody on defense. And, and you still got y'all. Matt Patricia. I say three and thirteen. What Adrian said, said with the third pick, they get Simmons. Your boy, I love that dude. Fan. That ain't gonna help Do you think Simmons? But you being a Clemson fan, yeah. You think he gonna be able to turn that team around? Hey, listen, you are gonna need more than Simmons. Man. <laughs> you gonna need Simmons. You may well go and get no, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Bring Luke Keekley out of retirement. Maybe go find Patrick Willis. You're going to need a lot to turn that around. Okay. Uh, Matt Patricia, being a defensive coach, you don't think maybe his third year with his, with his middle linebacker been there with Collins in there now, he got something going? I think if he's considered a defensive coach, then he should have been fired last year. You know what I'm saying? I ain't seen no defense out there. And okay. I'm just being for real. Okay, so 3-13 for Big Scope. Nine and seven for Asia. That hurt. Three okay. and thirteen. Hey, I just listen. It, I'm just calling it how I see it. Okay. Where's the upgrade though? What What did they do to get better? Even if you take Simmons at number three, what else? Did, like, what do you do to get better? That's another year in the Patricia system. Maybe he getting his players. I'm just hopeful. I'm praying, you know. I mean, I'm praying for a lot of stuff. I'm hoping 9 and 7, I'm going to be satisfied. I don't know how it's going to happen. I, I don't know what's going on there. Okay. Right. So, what? Who? Who? okay, you got Chase Daniels, right? Yeah. You got Matt Stafford who had a bad back. Is he healthy? Okay, now let's say if Matt Stafford is healthy, did you even improve your offensive line? And who's running the ball? Chase Daniels is your is your quarterback. Yeah. We got Carryon Johnson. He was injured. We get another running back this year. Mid round pick. Find somebody to help out with the run game. Got Hawkinson. Get him another off season. I'm I seen some potential. I seen some movement. He looks athletic. Give another Stafford another year on the Bevel system. Who did? He made. It, we were playing well. Just some games just could not close. We were winning that Kansas City game. Had the 99-yard return. Mahomes being Mahomes. Came down, let his team win the game. A lot of them games just... Jamie Collins said it himself. We were a play away sometimes. You just need a player out there to make some plays. Somebody who knows and got experience. 
who was that player? Who was that player that's gonna make that play that y'all front in? I'm thinking Jamie Collins. I'm hoping Jamie Collins. I'm hoping Isaiah Simmons. We got a linebacker core with Jamie Collins, uh, athletic Isaiah Simmons. We got Trey Flowers rushing on the outside. Maybe, who knows? Maybe we could get climbing. Maybe if 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 he doesn't get any other offers, maybe he'll take a little less and come on the outside and try and get that contract next year. So, I mean, you just got to let stuff play out. You still got Jared Davis also, who's a good linebacker, but... That's cool. You got you got those linebackers. Let's say you get Simmons. You got the linebackers. You got Flowers, the edge rusher. You ain't got no second edge rusher, and your secondary is depleted. You got rid of Diggs. You got rid of Slade, and you replaced them with True Fun and who? No comment. <laughs> There's nothing I can say that's going to make me feel good about the situation. I just got to hope maybe they even will draft, take that number Why three pick. Maybe the Dolphins will come up and get to them. We know they want them. No. Maybe we can move back and, and bring a lot of talent through the draft on this team. Maybe. All right. Uh, and we're going to discuss a little bit more about the rounds after the draft. Like I was saying, we're going to discuss a little bit more about each team once after the draft so that way we'll have a better look at what everything's looking like uh, so that way we can really discuss it because then we'll have a look at what the actual depth chart and everything will look like, uh, which will actually be a little bit bigger. So I'll be talking about the next subject, which is actually the new CBA. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and get into that. We'll just go over it just a little bit. I said I'll talk about it in one of my previous uh uh, episode, so I'll go ahead and talk about it. The new CBA, uh, which is the collective bargaining agreement between the NFL, it's uh, like the owners itself, and the players who, uh, well, NFLPA, who represents the players, so far as what they want in the agreement uh, between the two sides. Uh, the vote for the new CBA did go in. Uh, with a 1,019 to 9.59 majority vote. Uh, also, the CBA will give us ratification through the 2030 season with some changes happening this year. Uh, I'm going to just go over a few of the changes that will be this year. Uh, some of the changes being the drug uh, punishments so far as THC uh, not detected. Anything you guys like the TAC issue? I know that would kept continue to be a big issue uh, in the NFL. So far as I, I was feeling like maybe the punishments was for uh, were too harsh, or even being a punishment being for it becoming positive was too harsh. Uh, although because I think that uh, yeah, you know uh, it was maybe. Maybe you know what I'm saying a lot of a lot of people do mention the fact that it was it's just a little bit easier on their bodies than the actual medication and stuff they give on a daily basis in the, in the NFL. So that was one of the things I thought was you know a good thing so far as one of the new agreements in there. Right, because you you was pumping all these opioids into these athletes when you know what I'm saying you pumping all these pills into them. And then you suspend them from smoking a little weed. You know, how is that fair? I don't really know nobody who's addicted to weed. But you know, you got people who get addicted to these pain pills. Yeah. And you just feeding these athletes pain pill after pain pill. Some of them getting shot up at halftime. They go play the second half. But you got guys like Josh Gordon who just want to smoke a little blunt. And he gets suspended for a year? Yeah. How is that fair? And, and who continued to have his career pretty much ruined right. <laughs> off, of, off just having that issue and then to a whole point where they started to go into maybe it's not all about the weed. If you want to smoke the weed, then maybe it's a mental issue. You know what I'm saying? Well, maybe the issue ain't the weed. Maybe the issue is having to keep taking all the other stuff because right. you want to smoke weed. Right. So, 
You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, if it can help help me relieve any pain I'm having, stuff like that, then I would choose that rather than continue to take something. Because when you deal with medications and pills, you're taking this to help this, but it's it's, it's tarnishing this. Messing up something else, yeah. <laughs> so I understand the issues they were having with that, and I was glad that was one of the things that they had changed up real fast so far as the upcoming season with that one. Uh, also, some other things in season uh, I want to speak about that was going to be happening this season. Was just uh, I know they changed it up so far as player contracts. Uh, they did an increase in player contracts, so in revenue also for a lot of the players, uh, even the practice players. So that way, everybody's getting an opportunity to get a little bit more money. Although, I mean, it should be that case with the new deal with the deal coming in because one of the things we did was the was the extra game so far? Uh, what do you think about the extra game? It not the extra game not starting this year. The only well, they would start the extra game this year. The only thing they not starting this year is the extra playoff game. That'll right. start twenty twenty one. But the extra game canceling that preseason game will start this year. Then I don't know. I gotta see how I feel about it at the end of the year because that extra game could mean making the playoffs or missing the playoffs. So I don't know how I feel about that yet, but if it comes down to my bucks, of course I'm biased, and we need that extra game, then hell yeah, I like it. Okay, okay, yeah, but uh, like I was saying, they did, during this time, increase the amount of roster players you have to 55, so, and uh, they changed a lot of things so far as practices, so far as how many, the, the times, so far as the actual times, like they out there, practicing in pads and stuff like that. So they reduced the times with that. Uh, it was just a lot that goes into it. Uh, but a lot of, most of the key things, that's what I wanted to go over. Uh, but yeah, uh, so far, is they're trying to, the players on their end wanted to build a way they can protect something for the future players and stuff like that. So they wanted to create a way to protect those guys. And and that was the biggest issue they was having with it at first when they was having the issue with it because it was almost to a moment where it was going to determine if we would have been seeing football outside of this corona issue that we had. Because if they wouldn't have been getting a deal, we wouldn't have been watching the football. So, but with the deal being made, we got we got a good deal for the next 11 years. So we have football for a minute right now. So that's good Yeah, yeah, that's very good news. So especially for all the people that love football. So that's a that's a that's a real good one. Uh, but like I was saying, twenty twenty one, that's when the extra playoff games will start up. And you you like the extra the playoff game or yeah. what you think about the extra playoff? Game? I think it's smooth. I like it. I like it. I um I like it a lot, man. You get another team a chance. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause you think about like situations like last year. You had the Eagles and the Cowboys. They finished with the same record. You know what I'm saying? So now maybe the Cowboys, for example, got a chance to make the playoffs and could have seen what they would have did. Okay, okay. Uh, well, so far for me with the extra playoff game, I think they could have just kept it the same. I don't think nothing was really other than them wanting the opportunity for more money for TV. Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't think, so far as the player-wise, I think, you know what I'm saying, with, I think the NFL just creating the issues for themselves so far and having to pay them more money. Uh, they're trying to keep the power within the owners. Right. But I think they're only messing themselves up with, with this because, you know, uh, they, uh, with with more games, you're giving them more chance, more risk for injuries and stuff like that. So, you know, I think so far also with the players, just with the injuries and stuff and the wear and tear on their bodies, you know what I'm saying, these right. extra games, it's just a lot so far. Uh, and with and with how the contracts are dealt out in the NFL, because, uh-huh. you know, a lot of, it's not like the NBA where you got your contract guaranteed and nothing like that. You know, a lot goes into these NFL contracts, mm-hmm. so. That, that a lot of people don't know about. You know, a certain amount may be guaranteed, but 
then again, that don't mean you you getting that. Just like we were speaking about the Todd Gurley situation, he could have got ten million, but if, if just because they got rid of him uh, the day before it was time to, you know, what I'm saying they was able to save themselves some money. So, you know, it's, it's just a lot that goes into that new CBA, but. It seems like, you know, if they agreed to pass it through, then both sides was happy with what they right. said. Yeah, because, um, I mean, they eased up the practices, right? The yeah, practice yeah. is not as hard. Yeah, so yeah. So you yeah. ain't have as much contact and practices, so you can get that extra game, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess it'd be easier when it's time for game time and stuff like that. So, uh, but, you know, uh, a lot goes into it. But they was able to come to an agreement, and they were able to make it happen, uh, able to make both sides happy. So, you know, and if they both happy, then it'll make the fans happy. Because, you know, we get the opportunity to watch some football. Right. You know, watch as much as I can. Oh, yeah. Hopefully that, you know, we get the chance to do that. You know, we got the prices going on right now. So, we hope that it doesn't affect our football. Although, it, you know, it shut down the whole March. So. Yeah, it ruined March Madness. And hopefully the NBA season come back. Yeah, least we can uh, enjoy the playoffs. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting to speak on that a little bit more. Uh, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to get a little more information on what's going on with the NBA, so that way we can get that taken care of and get some more information on that. But uh, so far, the CBA, that was just all I want to mention on that. So we're going to wrap that up and get to the health wellness part of the segment. And today, I'm also going to continue to mention the crisis that's going on and the things we can do to continue to keep ourselves safe, and like I was saying, uh, another segment, uh, some of the best advice uh, I have received before about the crisis is, you know, treat it as if you already have it so far as protecting yourself. Also, if you're somebody who goes out on a daily basis and likes to go to a lot of places, make sure that you are protecting yourself at the highest extent, you know, just so far as washing your hands, and make sure you're sanitizing your hands and stuff like that if you're out. Uh, I know I see a lot of people in the mask. It ain't something that I do, but, uh, you know, people feel like they need to protect themselves at this time, so I would encourage people to continue to do so. And I also, like I uh, say, if you want any information on such thing, you know, you can go to cdc.gov. That's the official site for the CDC. It's cdc.gov, not cdc.com, if you want any information on that. So I just hope that people are taking their extra precautions to keep themselves safe out there. Uh, but the actual subject for health wellness tonight will be about time management. Uh, seeing that this crisis has everybody in the house in certain areas, especially the big areas, big cities like that, where, you know, the chances of getting it and, and spreading it is, is higher than some, some country areas. Uh, but because of that fact, you know, this time does give everybody time for time management. The time management is a big part of health wellness also because you know uh, a lot of times if you if you organize yourself, you know, that'll help you out so far with a lot of things uh, on your day to day, uh weekly. Uh, so just uh so far time management alone I wanna speak on. Just because we got this time to ourselves at the moment, you know, just take the time to plan out a lot of things. Because you know a lot of a lot of about being and having a healthy lifestyle, doing the things you like to do, enjoying the things you like to do. So right now that you got the time to, you know what I'm saying, plan those type of things out, I suggest this is the best time to do so and the best time to do it in in an expensive way. Because right now everything is cheap, so I suggest, you know, we ain't gonna be, we may not be dealing with this forever, so you know, and then the summertime is coming up, so, you know, people that just like to do things, like to travel, maybe, like to go places, you know, this is the best time to start planning some trips and stuff like that before it start getting, before the prices start jumping back up, so, and you got the time to plan out a lot of things, so, that's why I wanted to mention time management tonight, so, you know, to uh, take you some time to put some things in your life that you enjoy to do, uh, and that was just the message for the health wellness part. Uh, but like always, I want to thank all of those who are out there listening and supporting this No Competition, No Competitors movement. We are trying to bring some big things to the world, reach everyone we can with the health wellness segment. Uh, the world has already woke up to a better eating habit, so we're we're just here 
that keep it inexpensive and keep you consistent. Uh, I want to thank my two guests that came out tonight. Uh, Adrian came to talk about the Detroit Lions. We'll probably have him on in another segment when we go a little bit more in depth about uh, Detroit Lions so far after the draft and everything. I want to thank Big Scope for coming through. You know what I'm saying? Uh, talking a little bit about the subjects. We're going to talk a little bit more about the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when everything gets cleared up and gets handled a little bit more, you know, when, when everything done up so far, drafts and all that, when we're going to discuss the Tampa Bay a little bit more. But uh, you can find any information I used to have about the shows itself. If you want to get more, a little bit more in-depth information, you can go to... Uh, NFL.com, PFF.com, uh, so far as the health information, Healthline.com. Uh, I do like Healthline because, you know, it has a bunch of different objects and it goes in depth about a bunch of different objects. Uh, uh, but also, if you want to discuss anything I discuss on the episode, you can, you can go and discuss it on my Facebook page, which is No Comp uh, Tending, so you can find it on Facebook. Or if you wanna, it does have a discussion board on the pages when you go look it up on the web page, which is at nocomp.podomatic.com. Uh, once again, that's nocomp.podomatic.com. Uh, also, I want to just thank everybody once again for listening. And we try to make this No Comp podcast the number one podcast on Podomatic. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to do it. Let's go.